Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. As always, my name is Mung. Hey guys, it's the Los. Uh, hopefully survived. Uh, you know, every game matters every week, but even more so now. Yeah, and for some of you guys, this was the first week of the playoffs, and for many of you, this was the semifinals. So we uh, we hope if you're listening to this, that means that uh, you're still in the running. And even if you're not, uh, it's always good to keep up with the news and notes, especially if you play in any dynasty or keeper leagues. You got to do something with your spare time, right? Yeah, and it was uh, it was actually pretty funny. I was on the Reddit fantasy football page, and uh, the three of the top five threads, I believe, uh, one was uh, we made it to the championship game. Mm-hmm. One was uh, I hate fantasy football, <laughs> and the third was what are some other hobbies other than fantasy football? <laughs> <laughs> what can I do with my life? <laughs> I think that That's basically covers the uh, the entire spectrum of how everybody feels right now. Yeah, but practically. I mean, uh, you know, it's a win or go home, and if you went home, I mean, I, I don't. If I lost, I don't even think I'd watch football next week. As much of a football fan as I am, it's just so depressing to be so close but so far away. Well, you need your, uh, you know, you need your morning period, as with everything. That's true. Gotta gotta detox. Go cold turkey for a couple weeks. Then you know mm. when the real playoffs start. Then start hitting the real stuff, mm. right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, we hope that you did make it to week, week 16, whether it's your championship game or just week one of your two week championship matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, and as usual, we'll start with the Thursday night contest and in week 16, that is San Diego at Oakland. Um, now for this matchup, uh, Philip Rivers has had his share of struggles recently. Um, but I think he'll do okay. He's a high end QB two or or a low-end QB1 for me. I think he could throw another 40 times against a pretty bad Oakland secondary here. Yeah, you're definitely plugging him in, playing him. Um, This running back situation, though, uh, I I guess Melvin Gordon won his rookie season without scoring a touchdown. Um, Poor guy. He'll have plenty of chances next year. Yeah, I mean, after uh, he left with that knee injury, uh, by the way, he has since been placed on IR, so that is going to be it. Um, Danny Woodhead came in and scored four touchdowns. Uh, Gosh! <laughs> just when you thought that Woodhead wasn't going to do anything, I certainly hope you didn't drop him. I guess if you if you owned him from earlier in the season, and now he's a he's a mid RB two for next week. I mean, although I wouldn't expect another four touchdown day necessarily. And yet, the most effective runner on this team has been Donald Brown. Yeah, but I mean, if you've made it to the championship game, even if. If you lost somebody, you know, this week, if you lost McCoy or somebody, well, you know, we'll get to him later too. Are you really going to trust starting Donald Brown in your championship matchup? No, definitely not. I don't love him as a player and I don't love him against Oakland. Yeah, I I think that this is going to be more of a Rivers game script. And of course, Antonio Gates, solid tight end one. Very good. Gates Gates is an ageless, ageless wonder, I guess, until he retires next year, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean... Would it shock you if Gates came back for one more year? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't at all. He's a very valuable player. He's a great. He's he's an asset to this team, and that's that's hard to say. And on, on San Diego, there aren't many assets on that team. <laughs> that's very true. 
Um, and they might not even be there next year, so we'll see. That's true. So on the other side here, we got Derek Carr, and I think he'll be fine against a, a good but not great San Diego defense. I think uh, you know they're certainly vulnerable in the secondary, despite how well Verrett's been playing. Uh, he's a, another high-end QB, too, for me. I like Derek Carr this game. Uh, Two-plus touchdowns, probably an interception. Yeah, I could certainly see that. And uh, similarly, Latavius Murphy has been up and down lately, but you know he's still low on RB2 simply because of the guaranteed touches. It's so hard to to see running backs with a, a guaranteed workload nowadays. Um, he could easily get a goal line touchdown in that game as well. San Diego certainly not the best at uh, defending the run. Yeah, he's the only guy running the football on that team right now. Uh, the other guys, um, Marcel Reese, whatnot, I, I wouldn't be scared about them at all. Uh, start Cooper, start and grab G. Yeah, I think they're both, uh, you know, low end wide receiver twos, certainly with upside, as we saw with Amari Cooper this past week with those uh, two big touchdowns. That's for sure. Um, and just one last thing I wanted to mention in this matchup, Oakland defense here. Um, if you've been streaming and, you know, you don't really have any better options, uh, especially if you have the New York Jets defense, not expecting a, a great performance against New England in week 16, I think sure. Oakland... Uh, might have another five sack day against that terrible San Diego line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that thought. Um, Arizona against Green Bay also not a great matchup. Uh, Green Bay, you know, they they've had their struggles, but they're still Green Bay. Yeah, and uh, again, I do think that you know that defensive line is is going to eat Rivers alive here. Yep. All right. Um, so for the next game, it's going to be another Saturday night game. So remember to set your lineups. Thursday night football brought to you on Saturday night. Yeah, the NFL is taking over. Soon I will have no life. Yep. Um, so Washington. That's really going to be a pain for waiver ads when they have a game every single night. How are they going to do that? I certainly hope it uh, never gets to that point. But uh, yeah. we will cross that bridge if and when <clears throat> we get to it. Exactly. Um, as for here, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'm starting him with confidence if I need to stream quarterbacks. Look at what he's uh, done. I'm starting to like that. Oh, yeah, you do like that. I, I like that. I, I do. I did always like Kirk Cousins. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Soured, him on, soured on him on recent weeks. I thought the Buffalo defense would handle him, but just the opposite happened, as a matter of fact. He, uh, he had himself a day. Yeah, and uh, I expect great, great things from him next week at Philadelphia. The only reason Carson Palmer only scored 14, 15 points this past week is because David Johnson absolutely dominated. Uh, yep. Not scared of this matchup at all. I think he's a low-end QB1. Not even, not even. you know, I, I'm going to say it. Kirk Cousins is out of the QB2 range for me now. QB1 straight up, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that's a little much for me. Uh Although against Philadelphia, that's really not scary. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying for this week specifically. Yeah, okay. All right, um, so uh, as I mentioned, David Johnson, which if you've been living under a rock or something, uh, scored a ridiculous amount of points against Philly last night. We are recording on Monday night this mm-hmm. week. Um, Philadelphia in one of the top three teams in the league in rushing yards allowed. Uh, if you recall, Doug Martin had that huge game against them as well. I think that uh, if he's out there on the waiver wire and, you know, you just lost uh, a running back this week, uh, Alfred Morris, not a terrible desperation play if you need him. No, he opened the season as a as a solid running back, too, which which did not pan out. But this week, I'm looking at him again as an RB, two. Yeah. And since we are, uh, by the way, since we are recording this earlier this week due to scheduling, 
Um, we will get to some waiver wire ads uh, at the end of the show. Uh, you can never, ever skimp on looking at the waiver, even if uh, your team's pretty solid. You can always play some defense. That's right. Um, and speaking of uh, defense, Philadelphia clearly doesn't know how to play that. Um, a couple of uh, long Deshaun Jackson touchdowns could easily happen here. Lots of high upside plays here. Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Breed. For me, for me, even uh, uh, Pierre Garçon may be a, a good shot in the dark candidate. Yeah, and uh, on the other hand here, of course you're starting Jordan Reed. He's a solid, rock-solid top five tight end, if not top three at this point. He looks great. He, there's nothing else to say. And he, I mean, you move Eifert out of that slot, who are you going to put there? Yeah, I mean, the only the only knock on Reed has always been the injury concerns, but if he's healthy, you're playing him. Yeah, he's uh, he's banging, he's booming, he's whatever other sort of onomatopoeia you want to put out there. He's 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 a hard grinder. He's going to score touchdowns. Yeah, and uh, on the other hand here, you're not playing any of the Eagles running backs if you can help it. DeMarco Murray, uh, they kept uh, panning the camera to him on the sidelines, just looking angry and frustrated uh, throughout the game last night, and uh, I can understand why. Well, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. And hate leads to the dark side. (laughs) Uh, Well, I certainly can't argue with that sentiment. Um, Of course not. Master Yoda said it. How can you argue with it? I'm not. I I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, honestly, I think uh, even Yoda would have a tough time picking out which Philadelphia running back to play this coming week. The boys in green. Uh, I, don't touch him. Just like you said, it's it's bad. Somebody may break out. You never know who it'll be. Look, I mean, you just don't know who's going to get that goal line carry. I guess if I had to pick one, it'd be Ryan Matthews. Uh, he seems to be getting you know the most of the work. If you can even, he's call been it that. the best back this whole season. He should have been getting most of the work since week two. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, that uh, hasn't been happening. But you know, if you're desperate, he's the one I would throw out there. Yep. Um, I guess Jordan Matthews is a is a mid wide receiver three or so with upside, but you know the risk is that uh, he could put up two points for you. I don't. I think I think he has a floor of at least five points this game. Come on, I mean this. If, if <laughs> Cousins keeps rolling and, and this Philly defense keeps being this Philly defense, this this has a potential to be a shootout. Sure, and that's certainly a fair point. Uh, same reason I like Ertz as a low end tight end one, getting plenty of targets. Yeah, he he's made his name for himself now. Yeah, and uh, certainly can't trust Aguilar just yet. Uh, he's had some flashes, but this year is not his year. No, no, it is not. And Bradford should, is not his quarterback. Yeah, and uh, moving on to the next game here, New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Um, you're starting Tom Brady. Um, and the running backs, uh, Joey Yosefa wow. got some work. Braden Bolden got some work. Uh, I think who's the guy Who's this Josiah uh, guy? Yosefa? <laughs> Uh, it's funny because, uh, you know, he's done absolutely nothing all season. And then all of a sudden he comes <coughs> in. This is and now, you know, you're certainly not starting any of them now that Stephen Jackson is signed as well. So who no. knows what's going on? Um, I don't know. Yeah. The only guy I would really trust here is James White and PPR. Such is the plight of the New England running back situation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure Stephen Jackson feels like he contributed a lot to making this playoff run. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, interesting uh, note here. Danny Amendola did play last week and Edelman did not, uh, but then Danny Amendola 
leaves the game uh, after a knee sprain, uh, certainly will need to monitor his practice participation throughout the week. Um, and then as good as Edelman has looked, uh, multiple sources are saying that it's unlikely that Edelman is ready to return just yet for this coming week. Uh, dare I say there's, there's a good chance that uh, New England does not cover the spread this week. Yeah, um, and yet the, the one rock-solid floor guy is Gronk. You're starting Oh, him. yeah. Um, in fact, uh, you know, I do downgrade him a little bit if they're missing all these weapons. Uh, certainly uh, gives the defense more room to just focus on him, but you're certainly not benching Gronk. No, there's no way you can do that. Um, this may be a James White game. Uh, just you know, t- hard hard matchup against the Jets, especially with all your especially with all your uh, weapons depleted. Yeah, I think this will be a good game. Uh, they always in keep a P- it close in a PPR, anyway. I'm saying in a PPR strictly. Certainly. Um, well, I mean, even in standard, he's got that uh, opportunity for the the receiving touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, they've been giving him a lot of opportunities there. Um, certain certainly a decent flex option at the very least. Yeah. Um, and then just FYI, uh, no concerns about the Patriots on resting starters. Uh, they need to win this game to clinch the top seed in the AFC. And they also don't want to let New York sneak into the playoffs. If New York wins the next two games, they're in. Or, or do they want them to win? Because do you really want to face Pittsburgh right now, given how hot they've been playing? Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. They might. T- no, I don't. I don't see Belichick tanking this one. No, I don't. I don't see him tanking it. I just meant that not. It may necessarily work in their favor if they do somehow lose this game. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, on the other that's side, that's the excitement of the NFL. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a constantly changing. You know, the future is always in motion. Another Star Wars uh, principle. You know. That's right. Um, so on the Jets side here, you're starting Fitzpatrick with confidence as a low quarterback one. He's a high floor guy, and he's got a decent ceiling as well. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick sort of reminds me of Obi-Wan Kenobi from episode three, now that I think about it. Uh, I mean, he's got the beard, and, uh, you know, if, yeah. he, if he put on those robes for Halloween, I could see it. I could see it. I like it. And I love what I see from Ryan Fitzpatrick every single week. Uh, I I don't know what to say about next year. I mean, you've got to snatch him up in a dynasty. I mean, because the price is not going to be high, but he's he's a good quarterback. And and the uh, Jets organization can't help but think he might be the guy to go to next year. Yeah, I think he's sort of one of those older, underappreciated and undervalued quarterbacks like a Philip Rivers, um, like a a Ben Roethlisberger just a year ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then on the running back game, Chris Ivory, uh, he's just a high end running back three right now. His workload has been very inconsistent. Um, but on the flip side, I really like Bilal Powell. He's been getting more and more work and the new England run defense isn't that bad. And I expect Powell to get more work again in the passing game. This is just the nature of the NFL. Uh, the, uh, these pass catching running backs are going to be more and more valuable every single year, even though they're not the starting running back. Yeah, and Powell's had double-digit points in three straight games right now, and he's actually been a, been a core piece of, of a team where I lost a, a ton of running back depth, and I've been playing him. Yeah, I, I was a little slow to get on the train, but uh, I think here against New England is a good bet. Yeah, he's averaged 20-plus points in PPR leagues the last three weeks, so uh, certainly certainly want to ride him. Definitely. Um, and, and speaking of, uh, just a real quick side note here, uh, when, when you're in the playoffs, uh, I've heard people still hesitant about Doug Baldwin, um, hesitant about, you know, Ted Ginn. And I, I think the philosophy here is sort of like in Vegas when 
you know, you're on a hot streak at the tables. You you, you don't st- stand up and, you know, get up from the table when you're hot. You, you got to ride these guys. Until until it burns you once, the, then, then you get away <laughs> quickly. Right, uh, certainly. But, I mean, and of course, you're not benching studs for guys like these. But, uh, you know, if you're undecided, you go with the guy who's been hot in, in the offenses that have been hot. Yep. Every, basically, every team will have a spot where you start a question mark every week. That's Those are the decisions you make in fantasy. Sure. Um, but of course, there are zero question marks about Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, both uh, both high end wide receiver twos, I would say. It's it's always a question mark for me uh, every week. As a matter of fact, in, in my in one of my dynasty leagues, I own Marshall and Decker, and I keep seeming to pick the wrong one in that league every week. It, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know it's nominal at best the difference, but every point counts, especially now. I mean, you know, the solution to that is just to start both of them. Yeah, that, that would be nice. I, I honestly, I depending on your options, I would be okay with that. They both just have such solid floors, and of course, both have high ceilings as well. Very true. Very true. Um, and then, you know, you're not starting a tight end, but real quick on Devin Smith, uh, he's still a dynasty hold. Definitely, very talented player. All right. Uh, next game here we're going to talk about is going to be Houston at Tennessee. Uh, of course, TJ Yates tore his ACL uh, running the ball here. Uh, certainly feel bad for him. Um, we'll see how Brian Hoyer is feeling, but it could be Brandon Whedon at the helm. Brandon Whedon on the Tour de, tour de Texas. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I mean, what, what, I wonder what the record is for uh, starting for different teams in one season. I, I think he and Jimmy Clausen are both uh, you know, getting close. Yeah, they've got to be getting there. Um, Okay, so obviously you're not starting Hoyer and or Whedon, but Alfred Blue back as the lead back, so to speak. And again, if you're desperate, just a mid RB3, but uh, he seems to be getting the bulk of the work again now that he's healthy. Yeah, I think this is the sort of team they'd like to play him against. Uh, Tennessee has shown... Tennessee showed last week that uh, they're not amazing against the run or anything. Uh, Blue should be pounding the football a lot. Yeah, and uh, obviously you're playing DeAndre Hopkins. Excuse me, Hopkins. He's a must-start wide receiver. One, really nothing to say. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Yep. Um, one last note again. Uh, just uh, if you're streaming defenses for the title game, uh, Houston's been playing well on the defensive side, and now there's no Marcus Mariota with that uh, sprained MCL that he suffered uh, against New England. They will get Zach Medenberger. Not the worst defense to stream. No, no, a great defense to stream. As a matter of fact, great defense to have had for these playoffs. Yeah, I, I will be starting them in one league. And uh, look, if you're if you're Tennessee, why risk your franchise quarterback in a meaningless game? Even if Mariota were, you know, iffy for the game, there's no reason for them to push him back. Um, and so here, I don't love Andrews either. He's just a low RB three. Really needs a touchdown to be good. That's right. Go let Zach Mettenberger get introduced to uh, Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think uh, Doriel Green-Beckham going to get plenty of targets here, but again, just a boom-bust wide receiver for you. You certainly don't want to rely on him for the title game. Yeah, but that's the sort of guy that uh, Zach Mettenberger likes throwing to. Yeah, I- I'm just saying that you likely have better, uh, you know, more oh, yeah. consistent yeah. options. Um, and Delaney Walker, I, I, he's become pretty, I, he's good. I mean, it doesn't matter who his quarterback is at this point. Yeah, he is uh he is the safety blanket and he's got some pretty nice moves after the catch. Yep. Yep, for, for, moving pretty nice for a 30-year-old. Yeah, I mean, you're starting him uh, as a solid tight end one if you got him. 
Um, and then on to the next game here, Cleveland at Kansas City. Uh, certainly Johnny Menzel did not implode at Seattle. Good to see him maturing a little bit. We will see what that means for him this offseason, but uh, certainly still not starting him in fantasy. Uh, as for the running backs, uh, I prefer Duke over Crowell uh, with that floor in the passing down work. Definitely. Uh, Kansas City's going to make it tough for this team to run. Uh, Manziel's going to have to move the football around, move himself around, get the ball out of his hands, into the hands of his running back and, and uh, short yardage wide receivers. Yeah, and then uh, Travis Benjamin, he's a boomer bust low-end wide receiver three. I mean, he's been pretty cold lately. But then, you know, we saw with Kamari Aiken's Hail Mary touchdown against Kansas City yesterday that their secondary certainly can still slip up. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, of course, Gary Barnage, solid uh, mid to low end tight end one, simply due to the usage. Saw Manziel flip him a nice little uh, touchdown in the end zone against Seattle. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 well well documented, well seen that. I mean, Gary Barnage takes a step back with Johnny Manziel, only four targets, but he still, of course, managed the touchdown. Salvage of the day. Yeah, play play the talent, and uh, you know, certainly uh, he, you could do much worse at tight end than Barnage. Oh yeah. Um, and then on the KC side here, uh, Alex Smith, uh, you know, playing well, playing good football, but unfortunately for fantasy, uh, that defense is going to limit how much he needs to throw. Um, still just the QB two, despite the good matchups he has. Um, but more importantly on the running back side, Spencer Ware did not play much at all this past week, but Andy Reid did say that Ware is likely going to be fine to actually play next week. Uh, he was active for this game and played on special teams. But, uh, you know, now that West and Ware are both going to be active, I think both are just low-end running back twos, even against the bad Cleveland run defense. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Travis Kelsey has a nice day here against the secondary. I think Jeremy Macklin keeps on rolling, uh, but, I, but I think the running backs are going to split their value. Yeah, and uh, just one quick note on Kelsey to add to what you said. Um, I've had a couple people say, you know, Cleveland actually uh, hasn't allowed many points to the tight end position. Um, and that may be true on paper, but they really haven't played many teams when you look at that schedule uh, that use the tight end a lot in the offense. So I, I think Kelsey will be just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two matchups against Heath Miller, two matchups against uh, Crockett Gilmore, two matchups against, well, Zach Eifert, I guess. Or uh, Tyler Eifert, I guess, is uh, notwithstanding. <laughs> well, Zach Eifert, the uh, lesser known Eifert brother, <laughs> actually a very good tight end as well. <laughs> Um, all right, the next game here going to be Indy at Miami. Um, Pagano has already said that Andrew Luck is very unlikely to play this week. Um, and until then, uh, Gore is just a high and running back three. That offense is really struggling with Hasselbeck. Stagnant. Just not looking good anymore. They, they figured Matt Hasselbeck out. Yeah, and uh, they figured out that he's a, he's a rickety 40-year-old quarterback, and if you hit him a couple times, uh, you know, He's not going to be very good. No, no, not not very good at all. Charlie Whitehurst seeing a little bit of time here. Um, I I do expect Gore to have a better game this week against Miami's defense than than Houston's defense. But what can you really say at this point? Yeah, um, but still, just uh, you know, you, you basically need a touchdown from him because they're not getting him a ton of opportunities either between the twenties. No. Um, okay, and then on the wide receiver side here, both Moncrief and Hilton, just high-end wide receiver threes. Boom bust kind of depends on who gets loose for a couple big plays. This team has fallen so hard. 
Um, yeah, but uh, one quick note in Dynasty Leagues, buy, buy, buy low on all these guys because once Luck is back healthy next year, I expect good things. Maybe not Gore. He's sort of old. Okay, well, I mean, uh, buy on Luck, uh, buy on... Um, actually, Moncrief and Hilton. Moncrief and Hilton, but also Fleener, too. I, I don't think that they're going to resign yeah. both tight ends, and I think that if one gets most of the playing time, there could be some fantasy relevance there. Sure, sure. Uh, how about uh, the Dre? And um, oh my gosh, what's what's the young what's the young boy's name? Uh, uh, Dorset. Dorset, yeah, Philip Dorset. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think Moncrief and Hilton are going to be the main guys, but certainly, uh, you know, with with an injury to either of them, um, I certainly don't think Andre Johnson's going to contribute much. So I think it's going to be Philip Dorset if anything happens to Moncrief or Hilton. Yep, I agree. Okay, um, and on the Miami side here, oh, Lamar Miller. I, I don't know what to say even. Uh, he only played 18 snaps in a blowout loss to San Diego, injured his quad, and they just benched him, put in Jay Ajayi. Um, I mean, if you're Lamar Miller, looking at what's happened to Marco Murray, would you re-sign with Miami even if they did offer you a decent contract? I I don't, I mean, you, you've got to, you can't say yes or no here. You have to see what the landscape is. You have to see what running backs retire. You have to see who gets cut by other teams and what opportunities sure. are there. Uh, um, he has all the opportunities. I mean, he should have all the opportunities in the world here with Miami to make himself become, you know, a, a household name at running back, but it's just not happening here. Um, I would be looking elsewhere for him and I'd be looking for the top dollar that I could get. Yeah, I'm just saying if I'm Lamar Miller and Miami and a, a second team both offers me, a, you know, contracts for similar years and similar amounts of money, I'm going to take the team that says, hey, we're going to run you till you puke. Right. Yeah. Got to get them work. Um, yeah. So at home against a bad Indianapolis defense, I, I think you still have to trot them out there as a running back too, despite Ajayi getting more work. Um, I mean, certainly risky, but do you have better options when he booms? He really booms. Well, you've just got to, you've got to monitor his leg through this week for sure. It's, you know, it's still very early. Um, who knows what the, the injury report will say in a day or two. Uh, but yeah, I, I, if he's starting, I play him. Um, and if Ajayi is starting, I, I also play him. Yeah. Look, my, my concern with Miller is that you know, he had supposedly an ankle injury in the second half of last week's game. And, and this past week, uh, you know, the quad slowed him down. But both weeks, he said that he was fine, that he was ready to come back in. And the coaches just said, no, we're putting in Jay Ajayi. And I think. Yeah, rim- that's a lot of that's that's NFL speak, though. I mean, what are you what, what's he going to say there? I understand that. But I, I'm saying that there I do think there's a chance that the coaching staff has, you know, been more cautious with him because they want to see also what they have in JHI and you know figuring out if they want to resign Miller. So certain, that's, that's certainly a very a reasonable risk. thought right there. Um yeah, so I mean if you have better options then then obviously play them. But you know, I, I would take Miller over any other timeshare guy because he at least has the highest upside. He he only needs like twelve touches to get like two touchdowns and eighty yards. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, we've talked about Miller so much because there's not a whole lot else on Miami, although Jarvis Landry, I think he'll be a decent low wide receiver too, plays a ton out of the slot, so he shouldn't see a ton of Vontae Davis. And then Devontae Parker coming on a little bit, he's going to be you know another boomer bust wide receiver for sort of like Doriel Green Beckham. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, uh, we've got San Francisco at Detroit, and San Francisco, Sean Drawn leaves the game with Cincy. Uh, <laughs> 
with a knee injury, uh, you know, just more and more players continually getting hurt this year. One of the worst years I've ever seen. Um, and it's you know, been bad. Yeah, really bad. Yeah, I, I honestly, it might be, you know, recency, but I, I don't remember another year where there have been so many injuries one after another. It's so many high profile. I mean, I guess I'm calling Sean Dron high profile now, huh? Um, I mean, yeah, because once everybody else went down, he was a, a solid running back too for a few weeks. <laughs> right, believe exactly. it or not. Um Traveris Cadet has to be the guy now, right? I mean, he's the he's the only one I'm interested. He was getting the work, he was getting passing down snaps and catches. I mean, that, I think he's the only one I could rely on. Yeah, I don't even like him. They're going to Detroit, uh, certainly playing decent defense, especially against the run. Yeah, I, I don't love it. Yeah, don't love Anquan Bolton either. He's kind of a boomer bust wide receiver four. You're hoping for some garbage time PPR drives. Um, really, San Francisco has just gone onto the tank, and I think Harbaugh's gotten the last laugh here. Yeah, definitely, and he's laughing, uh, laughing pretty well up in uh, cold <laughs> Michigan. He eating his steaks. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the one last note for, for San Francisco here is Vance McDonald was healthy and active for this game, but Blake Bell actually played more snaps. Um, he's a nice athletic tight end to monitor in deeper dynasty leagues. He's looking good, and he could be the starter next year. All right. All right, Matt Stafford, on the other hand here, should be fine at home against a bad San Francisco secondary. Um, Mind you, he may, of course, be uh, knocked out for the season by the time this game's over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, the other thing is, you know... This, this Saints game tonight I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. Me, personally, I, I need Stafford to have a, a good game, but not a great game, depending on yep. what happens in various leagues. All right. But... Um, but- all things considered, like if all these players remain healthy, I mean, you're starting Stafford, you're starting Calvin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Calvin, solid wide receiver, too. And then, you know, Golden Tate, too. He's a wide receiver, three with upside. And, uh, you know, it might sound like a broken record. We've said this week after week, but don't love any of the running backs. If you got to pick one, it's Theo Riddick and PPR. I'm interested to see what, uh, what the running back situation looks like this evening against the Saints and what should be a relatively high scoring game. Yeah, I do think that Riddick will score the most here. Uh, I, again, I'm I'm so conflicted. I, I'm in too many leagues, and I, I'm playing Riddick in one and playing against him in another, so we'll see what happens. You can't look at that. You just can't worry about those I'm things. Just, I'm just placing my faith in the fantasy gods. That's all you can do. All right, um, and I'm going to eat a lot of cookies and cake after this game and cry, mm. cry in the attic if uh, bad things happen. <laughs> or I like I'll, cookies, though. Cookies are good things. Or I'm going to browse that Reddit thread about other hobbies to take up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, next game here is going to be Dallas at Buffalo, and this is just uh, this is going to be a terrible game. Neither of these teams you know, have anything to play for. Uh, I, I mean, realistically, Dallas is not going to make the playoffs. Even if they did, they're not going to get far. Um, I mean, Darren McFadden actually did pretty well against the tough New York Jets defense. He's looking better as of late. And, you know, the Buffalo defense has been struggling as well. I, I think McFadden slots in as a pretty decent low-end running back too, mid-end maybe even. Yeah, I like starting McFadden. He he just churns out productive days one after the next Uh you know, t- 10 points this week. Uh, no, actually 11 points this week, 13 in a PPR. Um, if he scores a touchdown, that's that's all the more power to him. He He's the only player that looks any good on this team, and it doesn't really matter who's starting yep. uh, at quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, and they've already said that it will be Kellen Moore at quarterback. Um, and of course, Dez caught the touchdown uh, against the Jets. Well, but, congratulations, boy. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, obviously still just a mid-wide receiver three with upside for me. I mean, there's just so much risk that he's not going to do anything. You, you can't. I mean, I say start your studs, but when they completely lose all their opportunity and all, all the things that help make them a stud, you, you just can't stick with them. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, much like Antonio Gates, Jason Witten's still going strong. He's a solid low-end tight end one PPR. The last three games, he's had you know about five catches for 40, 50 yards. It's a solid floor of about eight, nine points in PPR. Definitely. All right, so on the Bills side here, very sad. LaShawn McCoy is done for the season with a torn MCL. Um, if Carlos Williams gets the start, I'm actually kind of excited to see what he's got for, you know, dynasty keeper leagues to see how he actually looks when he gets the full workload or as close as he'll get to it. Um, oh, I think we already know a bit of what he looks like. I mean, we've seen him those, those what was it, three games earlier in the season without McCoy? This boy flashes. Yeah, and, and I think he, he looks great, but uh, I do want to see him, you know, with a more consistent workload. He has had a few big, uh, you know, sort of fluky long touchdown plays, um, but certainly I think he's a low-end running back too if he does get the start with McCoy out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he can run the ball. He can run the ball well enough. He's looked very good. He can also catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, and uh, Mike Gillisley. He, he has one. He had uh, at least one. T- one. T- I think it was a twenty-five yard touchdown. He he caught running out of the slot. He ran an inside slant. Yeah, that's a great route for a running back. No, he is explosive given his size. And uh, honestly, I was gonna say that Mike Gillisley has looked decent in you know limited limited touches the last few games but it's definitely carlos over him well when mike gillisley's in the game you're not you're you're looking at tyrod taylor if you're on defense <laughs> yeah that's that's <laughs> very true um and speaking of tyrod he's been hot and uh you know if the run game struggles i could just see him throw it a ton and i think you keep streaming him as a high-end quarterback too with upside uh dallas will be trying to get at him dallas does a good job of getting at the quarterback uh his speed his speed and mobility will be tested here it'll be on display Uh, i think this will show a lot about his quarterback awareness mobility he may rush for 90 yards yeah and uh you know he rushed for about 80 this past week so i could definitely see it yeah all right um and of course i don't know why i picked 90 why didn't i say 100 (laughs) Uh, you know, you don't want to risk that much. A hundred. That's like <laughs> Cam <we> Newton territory. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, but and of course, with Tyrod being hot, so has Sammy Watkins. Um, he's a low end wide receiver, too, with a very high ceiling. Yeah. I, Sammy Watkins. He's he's proven himself a bit this year. Definitely. The way that he and uh, Tyrod Taylor, the, the first couple of games, I was extraordinarily spectacle, uh, spectacle, skeptical. <laughs> skeptical Bring about the downfield connection they were going to be able to make they looked like some fluky uh, catches but they just keep making it happen yeah and i'll be the first to admit i was wrong about watkins i really didn't expect much from him given you know how bad they looked together the first few games but they've really gotten it going lately and uh yeah i'm buying it yep as far as these other wide receivers none of them are winning you your week next week look elsewhere that is correct. Um, speaking of elsewhere, we move on to the Chicago at Tampa Bay. Excuse me, Tampa Bay game. Um, Revenge and, game. Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll we'll see. Um, and honestly, Jay Culler has been awful. We don't need to talk about it more than we need to. He's a low to mid QB two. Certainly, just depends on game flow. 
Um, but Matt Forte, uh, you know, a mid run running back two. Tampa Bay is decent against the run, but again, he's getting more involved in the passing game now that Jeremy Langford's kind of dropped a couple catches here and there. And I think that gives him a high floor. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you can't bench Matt Forte. He's been one of the most rock solid running backs in the NFL for the past five years. Yeah, and the concern here is Alshon Jeffrey, who left the Vikings game with a hamstring injury. Um, certainly need to see uh, you know, how he's practicing this week. Obviously, he's a must-start wide receiver one if he plays, especially against that secondary. Um, but that said, uh, the Bears have no playoff hopes, and they've got no reason to push Alshon back. Uh, that's a dicey situation. This is true. This is true. Uh, a lot of people relying on uh, the big-time stud, Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, and uh, certainly um, we'll talk waiver wire pickups at the end again, but uh, he might be one guy that you might need to just kind of preemptively add somebody just in case. Yeah, um, is it Eddie Royal or, or are you thinking no, uh, Bellamy? I don't think it's I don't think it's either of the Chicago guys. I, th- I think there's some better just options. Somebody else. Yeah, even against uh, the, this this Tampa two defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of these guys will, will, will do pretty well, but uh, good luck predicting who. I think Zach Miller's going to have a phenomenal day this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially with extra targets, if Alshon doesn't play, I certainly do like Miller as a, as a high-end tight end two right now with Alshon in, and he would move up to a low-end tight end one for me if Alshon were to miss this game. Additionally, Tampa two, the Tampa 2 defense is a phenomenal defense to hit a streaking uh, tight end right down the seam. Yeah, and certainly Jay Cutler has shown uh, good chemistry with him. I could see Miller getting a 20-yard know, touchdown up the seam. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they've, they've got good play callers here in Chicago. They've shown that. Uh, there's just uh, some cogs that are a little loose that need some tightening and a few players that need to be added. Chicago will be in the playoffs in two years. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bank on that just yet, but I certainly hope you're right. They will be. Okay. Um, that's one bet that I, I won't uh, bet against you on because I would love to see that. Hooray. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay here, Lovey Smith. Um, yeah. Who, does, who, exactly does, who exactly performs well in a Lovey Smith um, revenge game? Just the whole team or how does uh, that the, work? The defense is going to score like 80 points. Great. I mean, Jay will facilitate that. That's that's, that's very easy <laughs> for him to do. Certainly. Um, I, I think the other Jay here, Jameis, uh, should have a, a decent day against the Chicago defense that can't seem to tackle anybody. Yeah. Uh, and you know who, who needs to get tackled? Or, uh, Doug Martin will also benefit from not getting tackled. Yeah, and uh, Doug Martin uh, certainly had a disappointing game against uh, St. Louis, but he was actually running very well. Uh, the game flow just kind of got got away from them. Um, and but you know, Tampa Bay shouldn't really be down early to Chicago like they were against St. Louis. I, I think Doug Martin's still a solid mid end running back. One, he still managed ninety yards on the ground. Not a not a terrible day. Uh- yeah, and uh, certainly Mike Evans could see another seventeen targets in this game. He's a set and forget wide receiver one with Vincent Jackson out. Just like I said, he's he's DeAndre Hopkins light or heavy. He's DeAndre uh, yeah. Hopkins. I, don't <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> um, certainly doesn't have you know the the agility that Hopkins has, but he's he's a big fifty fifty ball guy, and I, I I could see him getting a touchdown here. Yeah, I, exactly. I'm just talking from a usage standpoint, but he probably had more targets than Hopkins this past week. Yeah, I mean he has with uh, with Jackson out, and I I think that his uh, dynasty arrow is is pointing high as well, uh, as high as it already was. 
Yep, and in that last game uh, against St. Louis, Austin Severian Jenkins coming up with a nice little touchdown grab, a little pe- uh, 10-point day for him. Yeah, you could do worse if you're streaming tight end twos. Uh, the only thing is Jameis does run sometimes near the goal line, and he does spread it around. He does spread it around. Tevins. <laughs> um, all right, next game here. Carolina stays undefeated, goes to 14-0. and What a great game um, for many, many reasons. Um I mean, what are those reasons? Well, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about Odell Beckham when we get to the Giants game in a little bit. Uh, that preview, we'll we'll leave that for that. But yeah, um, right. certainly Cam Newton uh, has been shining bright like a diamond. Uh, they haven't clinched home field advantage just yet, so Carolina does still have something to play for. Not worried about them benching starters either. Um, the only thing is there is a little risk that if it's another blowout like the last game against Atlanta, they may start resting some people. Oh, I don't even care. If they blow out, that means that if they blow them out, that they, that means that they scored enough points to blow them out. Just, you, you put your boys in. You shut up and drive. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you're not wrong there. Um, regardless, Cam is a top three quarterback. Uh, monitor Jonathan Stewart's practice, but they may hold him out again this week, it sounds like. Um, and if he is out, I guess uh, it's going to be Cameron Ars Payne, uh, best of the three guys, sort of like Ryan Matthews in Philly. Yeah, still, still can't say I love it though. I mean, they're they're going to be. I expect a little more work from Tolbert, especially if there's more time at the goal line spent. Yeah, I certainly agree with that. And uh, you know, the Atlanta run defense certainly not that great, uh, but their pass defense is pretty bad too. And uh, Ted Ginn could only have two catches again, just like last time. But they might go for two touchdowns. Definitely. Just to make one comment, uh, one more comment on the running back situation. Sure. I think it was very telling Fozzie Whitaker's usage here. Uh, cameras, this is Cameron Artis's Payne's job backing up Jonathan Stewart going forward. I'd be surprised if Whitaker's on the roster next year. Whose is it? Cameron's Artis's Payne's? Cameron, did I slurb my words or something? <laughs> Don't worry about it. We, we got what you meant. Uh, stick stick to uh, you know abbreviations from here on. How about like CAP? Cap? Yeah, Cap. But that's the but that's the bad benched quarterback for the the 49ers. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll stop. I'll uh, I'll cut you some slack. Um, certainly, I agree with you on Artis Payne. Uh, the only again, the only issue is that Tolbert always seems to steal some goal line carries as well. That's true. <clears throat> so uh, Greg Olson, we don't even need to talk about him. He's an obvious high end tight end one. But going back to Ginn real quick, uh, again, he's a boomer bust wide receiver three. But uh, they've been on fire, and uh, you know you don't uh, you don't get up from a hot table. Who's going to cover him in Atlanta? Yeah, um, you know what? Maybe they should try Matt Ryan on defense because he hasn't been doing great at his current position. Gosh, they got to try something with Matt Ryan. What the. F- what what's going on <laughs> oh I, I i understand i uh i i get how you feel exactly and honestly if you if you start matt ryan next week and in, in a not super deep league then you're asking for it yourself and you're insane yeah you're you're asking for trouble homeboy um okay so Devonte freeman here uh did well against um jacksonville this past week but uh certainly just the low on rb2 we saw him just get shut down along with the entire offense last time they played carolina um although just a quick note rashad jennings did actually do all right yesterday um so i don't know i mean he's still got the upside i just i would certainly uh you know temper your expectations here Mm mm-hmm 
Um, okay, Julio, uh, again, we saw, you know, he struggled against Norman, but they, they did get him off of that coverage for a few snaps, and he took advantage of that. I, I think he's a, what, low-end wide receiver one? Yeah, oh yeah, he's always a wide receiver one. I, I think I think Norman comes into this game with a bit of a hot head, a bit of something to prove after Odell Beckham, you know, punched him around the, the field uh, last week. But I, I think Julio Jones is, he at this point in his career, he's going to start being, you know, the Wiley veteran, knowing the ways around the field, knowing the ways to, you know, to Olay the uh, cornerback, so they say. Yeah, and uh, the thing is... Uh, I don't mean oil of Olay, I mean like a bullfighter. <laughs> Yeah, we, we got that. Thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I, I do hope that Josh Norman doesn't initiate anything uh, or, you know, get into any scraps with Julio because Odell Beckham's one thing, but Julio's got, uh, you know, quite a few pounds and a couple inches as well. Yeah, that's for sure. But, um, that, but that's precisely the reason that I think uh, Josh Mo- Norman, uh, Josh Morgan, the quarterback. <laughs> wow, what's going on today? That's precisely JM. the reason I think he might get a little chippy. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't see it that way necessarily. He stayed relatively calm. It seemed like Odell Beckham was the one that, um, you know, kind of got more heated up and, you know, he kind of just tagged along. I do think that Julio isn't necessarily going to get that angry. Um, no. Regardless, you're starting Freeman and Julio and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but on Pittsburgh, on the other hand, you're starting everybody against Baltimore. Are, are we done recommending Jacob Tammy? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Okay. Okay, good. Thanks. Uh, he is not the JT we wished him to be. Justin Timberlake? No. Julius Just- Thomas? Oh. Sorry. Clearly, you did not get that reference. N- no, I mean, there's only one JT. <laughs> Hello? Oh, I thought you were going to start singing some Justin Timberlake lyrics. I-, I was waiting for you to bust it out. No, no. Are, are we still rolling? Yeah, I, I know you're. I just Good. knew you were a big fan. I didn't know if you want to take this advantage on air to, you know, bust out some song, and you know, I, I left it open for you. It's a it's a variety show, huh? Now, hey, I mean, we got to entertain them somehow. That's right, Dan. We got to keep Dan awake. <laughs> That's very true. Give um, him something at it. <laughs> Dan, Dan is here with us in spirit. Dan the Man Green getting his voice on the podcast. Oh yeah, that's two weeks in a row for me. That's right. Yeah. Hey, that's two weeks in a row for me because I have to pull you out of your shell. Uh, that is very true, but we we give credit where it's due, and certainly uh, none of this would be possible without Dan. Oh, we thank you. He's 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 phenomenal. And uh, a flawless segue, uh, just like none of the Pittsburgh offense would be possible without Ben Roethlisberger. How do you, what do you right, think about right. that? Ben the man Roethlisberger. Ben the man? No. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Ben's a top five quarterback. Uh, D'Angelo is a top five running back. Antonio Brown is the number one wide receiver. Martavis is a mid to low end wide receiver too and Wheaton's a flex play start everybody Pittsburgh just showed last week against this Denver defense they are infectious they're like a disease they're a bacteria that gets in your system pollutes your gut gets in your bladder overgrows and just demolishes you this is my pick for the AFC championship Ooh, uh, I don't know if I can argue against that. I, I tweeted out after that game, you know, I don't know how anyone can argue that Pittsburgh is the best offense in the league right now. And honestly, 
um, nothing can stop them. <laughs> no. Now, now, of course, preseason, I said the Patriots, and I stand by what I said, but they just can't stay healthy. It's just not happening. It's just not in the cards for them this year. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think that Patriots, uh, the Patriots with a, a fully healthy Deion Lewis, LeGarrette Blunt, Julian Edelman, certainly would give them a run for their money. I would love to see that game, but unfortunately, um, they're just so banged up right now. I think that Pittsburgh is is really hot, and they're getting hot at the right time of year. I mean, this Denver defense allowed 34 points, almost 400 passing yards, three touchdowns, passing to Ben Roth, uh, 190 yards receiving to Antonio Brown. It, this is, this is a great game. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there was so much coverage uh, going into week 15 about Odell Beckham versus Josh Norman. And not much was said about Antonio Brown versus Chris Harris. And that was a great matchup too, against another two elite players at their respective positions. Definitely. Um, just like you, I, I guess you already rattled off who you're starting. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement. Yeah, and I, I don't, I really don't think there's much discussion to be had. I think you're just starting all of them. No, just, just seeping joy and compliments and praise is all I have. Yeah, and uh, by the way, one last thing again, Chris Boswell, sixth straight game with at least 10 points since Ben's return to start at quarterback, and he's still unowned in the vast, vast majority of leagues. When you're right, you're right. I, I don't know what these people in these vast majority of leagues are doing, not listening to us. They're not winning their leagues, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, clearly. And uh, certainly, uh, I did mention last week that he was my number one kicker, even over Goskowski. Certainly, that did not work out, but I, I think he's a, a surefire top two kicker. <laughs> if, if one doesn't work for you, go for two. And I, I once again think Kaskowski is lined up for a phenomenal week. The, these injuries do nothing but help him because the, Belichick and Brady always find a way to get down. I guess, well, I guess it's McDaniels and Brady always find a way to get downfield, but uh, they can't punch it in. They can rely on, I mean, Stephen Guskowski, just one of the most reliable legs in the game. And, you know, a lot of people say like Belichick and, uh, you know, Brady, you know, they've had such a long history of success, you know, even with all the personnel that's been changing. But people fail to mention that they moved straight from Vinatieri right to Goskowski and didn't miss a beat. Flawless. Flawless victory. Ooh, finish him. All right. And speaking of finishing, uh, I think uh, Matt Schaub is going to be finished against this revitalized Pittsburgh defense. Uh, certainly. <laughs> you liking all the segues this week? I love it. Uh, certainly, you know, um, their secondary has plenty of issues, but uh, they're, they're playing with fire, with, with anger. And I think, uh, you know, we, we've seen in previous years that the Baltimore-Pittsburgh games always get so scrappy and they, they always manage to keep it close no matter what the situations are. But I think Baltimore is just hurting too much to even make this a game. A lot of hurting going on there. Uh, Bach Allen had, had some hurting after, after uh, that lost fumble. Uh, just not a good game. What? One, two, three. Six different people ran, running the football, one of which being a punter. Just not a good look for this team. Yeah, the most players on injured reserve right now. Um, at just added Crockett Gilmore to that list today. He is done for the season. Um, look, I, I think Buck Allen should, is going to be the starter again after being benched for fumbling. But you know, even against this Pittsburgh defense, uh, you know, pretty good against the run. Should get a few checkdowns, but just the low end wide receiver or excuse me, running back too. They're going to have to try and score points, and I think the benefactor here is Kamari Aiken. Yeah, uh, he's a mid-wide receiver three, gets a ton of targets, and again, the Pittsburgh secondary does slip up a good amount. Definitely. Um, yeah. All right, Jacksonville at New Orleans. Um, yeah, that, that covers that. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, there's really nobody else. Uh, you know, good to see how Max Williams is going to do for future years for Dynasty Leagues, but certainly not starting him. Not right now. All right. Uh, Blake Bortles, uh, Jacksonville, New Orleans, uh, mid quarterback one for me. Love him. Love him against New Orleans, um, which of course means it's going to be a trap and he's going to get like four points. Exactly. You were worried about that this week, too. I was very worried. I just for some reason, my gut was saying that he might just, you know, absolutely tank against Atlanta. Um, and luckily it didn't happen. I, you know, luckily I, one of the few lineup decisions that I made correctly was to keep Bortles in the lineup. I mean, you realize though, from a passing standpoint, he put up 15 points. It, it was those 10 points on the ground that saved his day. And I'm more than okay with it. I don't care how he gets it. Oh, done. absolutely. I, I, I mean, Denard Robinson's failure is his success. Yeah, and uh, honestly, uh, again, Denard Robinson, uh, questionable for this coming week with a left foot sprain, and uh, TJ Yeldon still likely not ready to return yet from his MCL sprain a couple weeks ago, Um, and if neither of them are ready to go, then we could just be seeing a ton of Bortles, which isn't a terrible thing against the bad New Orleans secondary. No, not at all. I mean, New Orleans is going to put up points on Jacksonville. Jacksonville is going to have to try and strike back. Yeah, um, although uh, good to mention here that if Denard Robinson does play, then he would be a, a pretty solid mid running back too. Yeah, he catches balls well. He's he's a very good value sort of back. Yeah, um, Allen Robinson, not much to say. You're starting him as a wide receiver one. Um, and then Allen Hearns, uh, a little bit boomer bust, but I think he's still a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. He's certainly got the upside. I like him in this game. Um, that... that uh... Oh my gosh, the kid, he, he's a, he's from Louisiana, he plays for New Orleans, he's got a French name, he's going to be on uh, Allen Robinson, should bro. leave some opportunities for Allen Hearns, be great if I, bro, Delvin Bro's his name, right? Yeah, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Um, yeah, Marquise I mean, Lee with a phenomenal catch, though, that was, that was sweet. Yeah, that was a great catch, and, uh, you know, of course, JT. Justin Timberlake? <laughs> Julius Thomas here. Uh, he's a, another solid mid to low end tight end one. He's been getting a ton of targets. And again, the New Orleans defense. That's all we really need to say. And it ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> there we go. That's what I was waiting for. Um, by the way, just a quick FYI. Uh, Jacksonville wide receiver Justin Blackmon. He's been suspended indefinitely. But any chance of him coming back, uh, he just got arrested for a DUI. Um, certainly mm. uh, a drop now, even in the deepest of deep dynasty leagues. We certainly hope uh, you know he can turn around, wish him well, but certainly for fantasy now, he's 100% irrelevant. Talented player, unfortunately, that happens. Um, that said, uh, there were reports uh, in, a, in a sort of similar note, I guess. Uh, Josh Gordon has been looking very good in the workouts he's been performing, so keep, keep your eye on him. Yeah, I think that as long as the preseason hype doesn't get too out of hand next season, he's going to be a decent value in drafts. Definitely. Um, okay, so on the New Orleans side, Drew Brees, a solid mid-quarterback one as well. Should be a shootout in this game against Jacksonville. Certainly their defense can't stop a whole lot of people. And then uh, also uh, Tim Hightower should be a decent running back three, certainly just because of the usage. Uh, although good to mention that Jacksonville is actually pretty good against uh, the run. Um, and of course, I like Brandon Cooks a lot uh, against the Jacksonville secondary because why not? 
Definitely. Only caveat there is I'm interested to see what happens against this against this uh, Lions defensive line. If uh, if Tim Hightower gets the work or if Spiller gets a little more pass catching, I don't think it'll change much. Hightower had what like 40 touches two weeks ago. Uh, C.J. Spiller. It's it appears they hate him. Yeah, although uh, you know, depending on the game script, certainly the Lions uh, just scored, and uh, you know, it, yep. they might have to go back and forth, and maybe Spiller does get a few more looks, but still, uh, you're starting High Tower over Spiller. Yes, for now. Um, and then certainly, uh, guys with upside, Willie Sneed as a wide receiver three, um, certainly could see game flow dictating, you know, another like eight for one ten game, something like that. I do like Snead. Yeah, and then uh, Ben Watson, a low tight end one. He's certainly been getting tons of targets as well. Yes, sir. All right, next game. Uh, this this preview is going to be pretty quick. Uh, St. Louis <laughs> at Seattle. Uh, you're starting Gurley as a you know a mid to low running back too, purely on talent, but don't expect a ton of production at Seattle. Um, again, you know this isn't Tampa Bay at home like they they played last week. This is Seattle at Cent- Excuse me, Century Link. Yeah, Tavon Austin may be the maybe the highest scoring player on this team just because they'll battle up Groland well enough. Yeah, he might be the highest or the lowest. Who knows? True, he may have a, a nice little goose egg for you, a, a whopping donut. Certainly a a boomer bust wide receiver for if you're desperate. Yep. Um, on the other side here, uh, start everybody. Russell Wilson uh, has been on fire just like Ben Roethlisberger. He's a solid quarterback one. Um, you know, Doug Baldwin's a, a solid high-end quarter, or excuse me, wide receiver two. Lockett's a wide receiver three, and even Curse is a a low-end wide receiver three or flex, just because this offense is rolling. Yeah, well, you said start everyone. I, I'm not starting running backs. Um, you know, honestly, Kristen Michael. Uh, oh no, don't oh, do it, man. As much as I hate to say it, I'm uh, Kristen Michael. This was Cleveland. Man. Look. St. Louis has been terrible against the run ever since they lost Robert Quinn placed on IR with that back injury. He's got the hot hand right now, and I I expect him to get most of the workload and maybe a touchdown in this game. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, I understand how you feel. I've I've been on and off the Kristen Michael bandwagon for, for so long, given all his different stops this season, especially. Um, luckily, I never paid the ridiculously high prices that he was going for in Dynasty. Uh, but still, you can't you can't argue that he doesn't have talent and that Seattle doesn't you know like him best out of the current options that they have who are healthy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I can't disagree with that. I guess um, Doug Baldwin, uh, his his greatest talent. Uh, right now is is hiding Tyler Lockett's value. I mean, he ju- he just keeps outperforming him by just enough. Yeah, and uh, certainly I, I love Tyler Lockett. Uh, right after the draft, um, you know, in in one dynasty league, uh, I actually overpaid uh, a little bit uh, back in you know August or September. I, I sent over I think two second round picks for him uh, because I believed in the talent and, and I think that his value is only going to go up from here. But that's the point. If you believe, then then it's not overpaying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying uh, overpaying compared to the market value yes. at the time. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, again, oh, sorry. Back to Chris and Michael real quick. Just one last reason I do sort of like him. Real quick. Real quick. Um, Seattle defense at home uh, against St. Louis should control this game, which means that they should rush the ball more. Um, that that's another one, you know, mitigating factor why I, I do think that Michael is going to have a decent game. Sure. 
Um, and especially hoping because uh, I am desperate at running back in one league and I might need to pick him up. <laughs> All right. Uh, next game here, Green Bay at Arizona. Man, here's what I'm going to say, and, and I want to hear your take on this. It would take a lot of balls to bench Aaron Rodgers, but I think I'm okay with it depending on your options. I mean, it's just been rough sledding this season for him. Uh, despite a few nice garbage time performances, um, you know, going into Arizona, not great. The one, the one silver lining for Rodgers is that Tyron Matthew is confirmed out for the season with a torn ACL. Terrible news for a great player and a great guy, but you know, it, it does help Rodgers and, and to another extent, uh, you know, Cobb this week. Great guy. Good friend of yours, huh? No, I mean, just, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to pretend like I know him uh, personally or anything. Just from all the reports and articles I've seen, he's a, he's a great guy. You know, sure, nice sure. person. You know, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I I don't think that's a crazy statement. Uh, I I wouldn't partake, but it's not a crazy statement. It's not it's not a it's not a ludicrous sentiment. I mean, this this Cardinals defense is good. They're going to get after him. They're going to hit him. They're going to hit him hard. Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked like Aaron Rodgers in a lot of games this year. All right, let me ask you this. You're in a projected-to-be-close championship game matchup this coming week. Sure, sure. You've got Aaron Rodgers, and you've got Kirk Cousins. Who are you starting? Sure. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. All right. That's fair. I'm, I'm just thinking that I would probably lean Rodgers, but I would be thinking about it. It would be a decision I would have to actively make. Sure, sure. That's fair enough. Um, and again, Randall Cobb, uh, certainly uh, with Matthew out, uh, should have a little bit more upside. Um and completely honest here, I have no idea what to expect from Eddie Lacy. I've been burned a ton by him, as have a lot of other people. I don't know if he's going to get 20 points or two. I'm over him. I don't like him. I'm done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah. um, in, in this game, um, Arizona's going to bottle him up. I mean, you, you, if you have better options, I mean, if, if you have some high upside value options or something that you think might you know, score much better than him, I think you've got to do it. Yeah, I um I'm sorry. This is this is one situation in which I can't even give you advice. You just got to go with your gut. I mean, I I have no idea what's going to happen I, in this I, game. I mean, Lacey once again, L- Lacey reestablished his value over the past 2 weeks and once again he lost it. Starks had just about as many carries as Lacey this game. Yeah, you just you can't trust him and and the touchdown going to John Coon. Which they do like to do often, but I mean, use your running back. He's a bit. He's a big power back. The worst thing is Eddie Lacy wasn't even in for that play. It wasn't like Coon was the fullback and Lacy was the halfback. He wasn't even in on that snap. Oh my gosh! So so Coon was the fullback. I, well, I spoiler alert, guys. I I don't watch much Packer football live. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look. Uh, here here's what I'll say about Eddie Lacy. If if you are a long shot if you're a, a huge underdog in the title game start Eddie Lacy because he might get 100 yards and two touchdowns yeah if if you, if it's going to be close find somebody with a higher floor start start Kristen Michael over Eddie Lacy if you think it's me a close matchup oh. maybe I don't know Bryce Brown still looms in that backfield as as does he's James a, Starks. He's not a looming sort of character, of course. As but, does uh, James Starks, though. As does John Coon. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. It would not be crazy to me. I probably would start Lacey in that situation. But again, these are not no-brainer <laughs> lineup decisions. There's nothing crazy in fantasy. There, there's, there's really. I mean, that's why it's such an. That's why it's such a phenomenal game. 
Yeah, I mean, really, you just gotta you gotta have the courage to do what you're gonna do. Don't don't uh, you know don't get into groupthink too much. Don't just follow the the trends and the curves because do not let those projections sway you. No, if you look, if you got the balls to start somebody and they win a matchup for you, then you're a genius. And if you're wrong and they they kill a matchup for you, then you're an idiot. And really, what what's gonna happen is gonna dictate your decision. And there's no way to know beforehand. Crazy you know what things that's happen called? That's every called week. Life. <laughs> wow, we're we're getting pretty deep here. Uh, yeah, this podcast. Yeah, we're talking about how dictating everything. I mean, it's good. Yeah, um, but for reals, Eddie Lacy, I can't even tell you what to do. Go with your heart. Go with your gut. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to your heart when he's calling for you. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Just. Flip a coin. This has been an off the wall sort of sort of episode, hasn't it? I, I mean, it's the playoffs. I guess we should be having fun. It's fantasy football. It's a, it's a wild, wacky, crazy ride in fantasy football and in life. That's right. <laughs> Look, here's here's the best thing I'm going to say. Here's how I know what Eddie Lace is going to do. If I'm going to bench him, he's going to put up twenty, and if I play him, he's going to put up two. So I hope you update your uh, update your Twitter so that all of our followers know that if you bench him, they should be starting him. <laughs> I will let you know whether I play Eddie Lacy this week or not. Perfect. How about these wideouts? Uh, James jo- Randall Cobb, I think, is a must start. James Jones, I think you've got to start him at this point right now. I don't think you do. I think there are no. plenty of better options than James Jones right now. Really. I think he's just as boomer bust as Eddie Lacy. It sounds like you're very down on the Packers. I think you're just very... I mean, I understand the sentiment. I hate the Packers, too. Against uh, against Patrick Peterson? Absolutely. Is he going to be manned up against Patrick Peterson? I mean, he's going to see him for at least part of the game. Okay, that's fair. And that and, part of the, But there's other parts of the game. Look, and, and if he doesn't... Um, uh, what's his name? I'm blanking right now. Uh, the oh, they've corner. got ev- every player in their uh, secondary. Is Gerard a great Powers. I mean, he's not the best player, but he's certainly a pretty decent corner. They they have every player on their in their in their uh, secondary starting caliber on any team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just I I don't think James Jones is a must start at all. I think he's a boomer blessed flex play. Oh, okay. Um, and Richard Rodgers, too. Um, you know, Arizona, very good against the tight end. But again, with Matthew out, he might see some routes up the seam and he might get open. All right. Enough green and gold for one day. All right. Let's talk about Notre Dame then. Yes. Um, all right. Let's talk about Arizona. So mm-hmm. you're starting Carson Palmer. Um, you're starting David Johnson, especially after his 45 point game. Mm -hmm. yeah right and uh you're you're starting all the wide receivers again not much to say i like that i like when there's not much to say that makes things easy makes it simple makes it sweet makes it short makes it nice yeah Um, and uh you know worth worth noting here that john brown against philly could have had like 100 yards and two touchdowns were not for a couple of missed catches or drops whatever you want to call them um just some missed opportunities certainly not worried about john brown yeah, uh, David Johnson's day sucked all the life out of uh, Larry Fitzgerald for me, which didn't <laughs> feel nice, but uh, right. he'll live to fight another day. Yeah, and that's that's the playoffs for you. Right? Yeah, I remember when Jamal Charles had like 55 points uh, a couple years back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a fantasy world. That's it. We're, we're, there. we're not there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this is why when you're watching, uh, you you set a couple cupcakes next to you just in case something terrible starts to happen. And uh, oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next game here, New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Don't love Eli despite his pretty decent game against Carolina. Um, that said, he's still a high-end quarterback, too. Uh, of course, that changes if Odell Beckham's suspension holds up. So here's the situation. Um, if you didn't watch the New York-Carolina game, you missed out on an amazing battle. Um, Odell Beckham, on the very first series of that game, he gets wide open for a 60-yard touchdown pass, and he drops it. After that, it looked like you know he was just frustrated and angry. He does nothing in the first half, and he calms down a bit, and he ends up with a pretty nice day. Um, the thing was, the battle between him and Josh Norman kind of got out of hand, and you know there was certainly personal fouls on both sides. But the big thing was Odell Beckham uh, sort of... <coughs> Uh, now, now targeting is only a college penalty, so it wasn't targeting, as I, as I heard some people say. Um, but he did uh, have a helmet-to-helmet hit after the play was already over on Josh Norman. And now, uh, you know, the NFL has issued a one-game suspension. Uh, there's likely going to be an appeals hearing tomorrow, so today for when you're listening on Tuesday. And then likely will be an expedited decision by Wednesday morning on whether the one-game suspension is going to stand. So if you own Odell Beckham, obviously bad news for you, um, but wait until Wednesday. But since waivers usually process by Wednesday morning in most leagues, uh, we are going to talk some desperation waiver wire wide receivers you might want to add just in case. This is the NFL under Fuhrer Goodell, and it was a very decidedly dirty hit. I, I would very much be searching for other options if I'm an Odell Beckham Jr. owner. Yeah, either that or I hope you've been a very, very good person this year and Santa gives you a, a uh, repeal of the suspension. We'll see. Yeah. Um, cer- certainly uh, there have been Christmas miracles and this could be another one. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep our, our ears, uh, ears perked up for that. There you go. Um, uh, Rashad Jennings, actually a pretty decent day against the Carolina Panthers. Um, you're not trusting him against Minnesota. If you're desperate no, enough... Don't. If you're desperate enough, Minnesota is still missing a few starters on defense, so we'll see. But if Odell Beckham's out, then they, there's nothing to keep them honest. They're just going to bottle up the run. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, this is depressing me even talking about this game. Uh, the one thing is Ruben Randall um, and Will Ty, uh, if Odell Beckham does miss this game, um, both should see an increase in targets. Uh, Ruben Randall becomes a you know low to mid-end wide receiver three, and Will Ty already a pretty high streaming tight end too. Yeah, definitely. Ruben Randall, uh, despite Dwayne Harris and whatnot, Ruben Randall's been the only person that's shown any semblance of being able to put uh, a football game together. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's move on. Uh, again, keep your uh, cure. Excuse me. Keep your eye out for news about Odell Beckham, but uh, certainly make some preemptive waiver wire ads if you need to, just in case. Um, Keep your eye out for Adrian Peterson, downgraded to questionable today. Yeah, um, it it sounds like uh, from reports from beat writers and and other news sources that he's supposedly good to play. But yeah, definitely monitors practice participation. Um, and if not, uh, you know, we could see a little bit more of Stefan Diggs uh, bounce back after a few quiet weeks against the Bears. And I think he's a nice high and wide receiver three if Adrian Peterson is out or even limited. Yeah, definitely. Uh, between Asiata and McKinnon, um, I, I think I uh, no, I know I, I have to go with McKinnon between the two of them. Asiata pro- pro- probably 
if Peterson plays Asiata probably gets more carries, but just McKinnon will get the catches, will get the value. He's he's a better all around football player. You know, the, the logic is infallible there, and yet if Adrian Peterson does miss this game, I, I think Asiata's going to have one of those crazy three-touchdown games. Oh, no, no, <laughs> those are done. <laughs> I'm just saying, Giants' uh, run defense, not very good, and, you know, bring in the purple sloth. Once his streak was broken, I don't know if he's, he's had it anymore. He had, like, four straight, I think, though, right? Yeah, but that's exactly when you don't expect it, Matt Asiata rears his head. Yeah, I mean, I can't <laughs> say that you're incorrect there, I suppose. Um, but yeah, and also with Teddy Bridgewater, not expecting another five-touchdown day. No, 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 no. All right, uh, next game here, uh, pretty interesting. Cincinnati at Denver. Uh, AJ McCarron, you're not starting. Uh, and Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard, both just running back threes. I mean, who knows who's going to get the work? And even if they get the work, Denver's going to shut them down. Denver's going to come out with something to prove. Yeah, if I got to pick one, it's Geo and PPR. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's the only guy. I mean, AJ. Although, wait, did AJ get hurt? No, I mean, look, the problem is AJ Green is okay. As talented as AJ Green is, he is He's nowhere, suffering the Des Bryant effect right now. <laughs> yeah, that, and he is nowhere near as good as Antonio Brown. Not even in the same ballpark. He's just a low-end wide receiver, too, for me against Denver. Uh, likely going to see a lot of Chris Harris, uh, Aqib Tlaib, and I don't know if he can win that matchup. I don't know if, he, if he's that type of wide receiver where he can juke them. Um, they're good enough to contest those jump balls. I just don't know that you can afford to bench him. I mean, it's well-documented. You're a bench-your-studs sort of guy. Um. To an extent. I did not bench Odo Beckham. I would not have benched Antonio Brown if I had owned him anywhere. But I think this is a different situation with, with the quarterback situation, especially. I, I'm okay with benching A.J. Green, depending on I mean, your he, options. He had one catch against San Francisco. A.J. McCarron is garbage. Yeah, again, I, I think that uh, quarterback situation plays a big factor in this. And again, I'm, I'm okay with benching him if you need to. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tyler Eifert may or may not return from his concussion protocol. Certainly another guy to watch in practice this week. Um, but if he does play, I still like him as a low end tight end one simply because of all the targets he's going to see. Uh, likely some checkdowns from McCarron. Best red zone target McCarron can hit. Yeah, well, they got to get there first. Yeah, exactly. Might, might be a Mike Nugent type of game. There we go. <laughs> um, okay, on the Denver side here, look, certainly don't love Osweiler, although he did fine for you in fantasy if you started him. Um, but again, uh, the Pittsburgh secondary is, is not nearly as good as the Cincinnati one, as even though they're missing a couple starters due to injury. Um, and then we don't know. Peyton may or may not return for this game as the starter. Um, either way, regardless of which Denver quarterback starts, just a quarterback two for me. Yeah, um, can't disagree. I, I, I'm not an Osweiler guy. I never will be, I don't think. That's fair. Um, certainly, we haven't seen a ton, but... What we have seen isn't hasn't been that inspiring. No, 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 it hasn't. And uh, Denver, the Denver front office is is on the books today, saying that they are uh, quote starting from scratch unquote at quarterback. Yeah, certainly uh, not what you want to hear. But uh, oh, Eric Ebron with a nice big catch here down to the red zone, and uh, wow! All right, first we've heard of uh, or excuse me, heard from Eric Ebron in a while. Wow, he caught a football. Jeez, he must have practiced a lot this week. <laughs> he had his uh, he had his uh, Cheerios. Oh, he ate his Wheaties. 
Um, okay, so again, Cincinnati uh, also a pretty good run defense. Don't love Anderson or Hillman here either. Um, I think this is going to be kind of a defensive battle, sort of the opposite of the Pittsburgh game. Um, I would not expect another shootout, but I still think Demarius is a, a solid low wide receiver one, and Sanders is a decent mid wide receiver too. Yep. And uh, you can't trust either of the tight ends right now. They're both uh, struggling and sharing snaps, and they're just vulturing each other's value. Young quarterback's best friend is a tight end, but but the tight end needs a good quarterback to be friends with. <laughs> Say, sage wisdom there from Mr. Lose. There we go. All right, um, so I just want to run through a few quick waiver wire pickups here. Um, Ooh, yeah. If you are streaming uh, at various positions, or if you lost guys to injury this past week, um, here are some options. At quarterback, we got Kirk Cousins. This offense is hot, and as we mentioned, the Philly defense is struggling. Um, Tyrod Taylor uh, doing pretty well recently, and uh, again, if LaShawn McCoy, or I guess LaShawn McCoy is going to be out, so they may need to throw even more. And then Jameis Winston, too. Uh, certainly not a great game against um, Tampa Bay, but the fantasy points were there, and certainly Chicago's not going to stop much of anything. No, definitely. Uh, those are those are some very good targets for you right there, especially if you have your own questions. I mean, you, your questions stem on guys like Aaron Rodgers. Other people's questions might stem on guys like uh, Brock Osweiler. Yeah, certainly very true. And uh, I think that uh, these guys need to be owned. Uh, if even, you know, if you've got the bench spot and your quarterback or excuse me, your opponent's quarterback has a bad matchup this week, you know, play some defense, as I mentioned earlier. That's that's half the game here in the playoffs. As a matter of fact, it's it's, it's pinpointing guys that will have good uh, games. Uh, wow, that was a terrible statement. Uh, pinpointing guys that that have good good enough matchups uh, in favorable games. Um, I like Kirk Cousins did last week, apparently. But uh, a, a good example I find is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like find I like finding him. I think he's going to be solid from here on out. Yeah, well, uh, you know, as as our friend Gruden says, you got to score more points than the other guy to win. That's right. He <laughs> stole that from John Madden. Uh, speaking of which, Bilal Powell, I'm just looking at Yahoo right now. He's 21% owned, and that is a just terrible, terrible thing. Uh, I, he needs to be owned. You need to own him if he's not owned. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Alfred Morris, too, as we mentioned earlier, if he's on the waiver wire and you're desperate, uh, C. Johnson, David. There, there you go. Um, and again, uh, I know I'm a little higher on Kristen Michael than you, but if you're desperate running back should get the most work and Seattle should control this game. And then, I just don't like it. Well, you, you don't have to like it. You can start Kirk Cousins. I, I, I can. I, I, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> um, all right. Now, by the way, quick game update. Uh, another Detroit touchdown here. Uh, I believe it's the fullback, though. So hopefully uh, you, you weren't desperate enough to start him. But if you did, I guess Gosh. it paid off. I'm starting to get desperate. I'm going to ask uh, all of my addicts, listeners, and, and my co-hosts, please pray for 12 points from, from Drew Brees today. I, I badly <laughs> need it. Well, the way the, uh, the Lions offense is moving the ball, he might need to. Yeah, he's going to need to, but can he do it? Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then, of course, the last running back uh, for waiver wire pickup. They're going to force him into three interceptions is what this is going to do. You, you are a terrible, terrible person to watch games with because you are one of the most cynical, negative people that I've ever met. You are, you are like a, a couple of my friends who are Chicago Cubs fans. And up until this year, 
watching games with them was agony because one bad thing would happen there like oh there's the game we just lost tell me i'm wrong <laughs> i i never said those words that's right <laughs> um but again the last running back here we're going to discuss for waiver wire pickups again rashad jennings new york is kind of wising up and you know not playing darkwa and andre williams as much if you're desperate rashad jennings this is what they should have been doing all year. Rashad Jennings should be the person they lean on to run the football. Shane Vereen should be used well in the passing game. Yeah, uh, it's it's not that difficult. Uh, I don't know. But again, I'm not an NFL coach, I, and I, I feel likely like I will never be. Teams. I don't know. I, but what do I know? I, here's what I would do. I would say, hey, why don't you throw it to Odell Beckham like every other play? <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's also not a bad option. You got to let your playmakers make those plays for you. That's right. Get your hands in the balls of the play, or get your balls in the hands of the playmakers, and they uh, make. Them. Okay. okay, we're gonna we're okay. Gonna, wide receivers. We're gonna move on. You wanna you wanna go over the wide receivers? Yes, 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 yes. Stefan Diggs, my boy. Um, if AP is limited whatsoever, they are going to feed him, feed him more. He's gonna be hungry. He's gonna wake up. It's gonna be stupid. Was that it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that was a, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> All right. Um, a, a few other names here I wanted to bring up. Um, again, Ted Ginn, Cam Newton's on fire. And as a result, he's on fire. And the Atlanta defense can't stop anybody. Got to ride that hot streak. Yep. Speaking of very hot, uh, hot, hot, hot quarterbacks, fiery, spicy, how whatever sort of hot you want. Um, the uh, the the number two slash three wide receivers on on hot quarterback teams: Marcus Wheaton, Jermaine Curse. Slide him into your flux if you're desperate. I mean, you never know what can happen. I mean, these guys can. It, it, these are both very talented, very talented players with very talented quarterbacks. Any day they could put up twelve plus points. Yeah, you know it's been a weird fantasy year when I would say I would consider Wheaton or Curse over Des Bryant. Yeah, especially given how much you hate Marcus Wheaton. <laughs> well, I don't hate him. I just argued that Martavis Bryant is way, way better. Mm, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force that you hate him. All right, these are in, in result. Yeah, we'll, we'll certainly get into a lot of these discussions in the off season. But oh, uh, there's a big off season coming up, isn't there? Yeah, um, it's almost as it's almost as much fun as the regular season, isn't it? Yeah, if, if you guys love fantasy football, uh, certainly check out Dynasty or Keeper Leagues. Uh, keeps the fun going all year round. Definitely, definitely. More, no, no more fun than more fun. I don't know what that means, but all right, let's. let's... It, it means Dan's gonna strangle us if we don't talk about tight ends right now. <laughs> let's move on to the tight ends. You want to take? definitely uh zach Ertz, Ertz till it hurts he's he's putting it together he's supplanted brent Selleck. he's the only productive pass catcher on this team that's worth a look 20 targets in the last two games uh it's gonna be another high scoring game very potentially I, i'm thinking Ertz. i'm thinking Ertz is gonna have 10 uh 10 targets eight catches 80 yards possibly a touchdown uh another guy zach miller i've i've touted him since since uh since he had that that first game when Martellus was Bennett was still playing in the games. Martellus Bennett is gone. Zach Miller is the benefactor uh, playing against the Tampa two. Perfect, perfect opportunity to hit uh, tight ends and a stride down the seam. Look for that. Look for that exact play call to happen five plus times this game. I guarantee it. I guarantee that. Uh, Will tie again. Uh, another tight end that's coming into this game. He's looking good. He's looking better and better. Um, 70 yards or a touchdown in each of the last four games. 
Eli likes him. If Odell Beckham's sitting, ball's got to go somewhere. Yeah, and Will Ty, uh, you know, he's a bigger guy, but uh, he's actually a lot more athletic than he looks. Had that nice stretch play to uh, get the ball into the end zone. Uh, worth a shot. I mean, Larry Donnell back, uh, you know, last year or two, last year at the start of the season, not a very talented tight end. You don't need to be a superstar tight end for Eli Manning to find you. Yeah, just uh, just need the opportunities sometime. Just exist. I mean, sometimes existing is the, you know, uh, availability is the best ability. Yeah, and it's quite an uplifting story. Uh, Just like for everybody, if you just exist, uh, sometimes the right opportunities will find you. That's right. When you wish upon a star, makes no difference. Who you? Okay, we gotta finish. Hey, it's the Christmas spirit, man. We gotta, you know, we we gotta spread some joy and cheer in this in this dark time of playoffs and and injuries. (sighs) And that's exactly why I'm so off with this. The playoffs are so grueling and just kill me inside because I always always just get demolished in the worst possible ways which i don't want to think about right now all right well let's wrap up then and uh go with some uh, excuse me streaming defenses and number one i think houston uh should already be owned but if not uh, again tennessee starting mettenberger uh certainly a great matchup for them um another one we discussed oakland uh against san diego at home um khalil mack could just demolish philip rivers here um, and then also Pittsburgh at Baltimore against Matt Schaub, a pick six machine. Uh, and Pittsburgh has sneakily been a top six or seven fantasy defense thus far on the season. We've been touting the uh, Houston and Pittsburgh every week for the past three weeks. If you don't have them yet, you're done. I mean, I don't even know what you're listening to. Clean your ears out. Yeah. And uh, by the way, just one last note. He's he's kind of like my guy that I've, I'm sort of just all in on. Uh, Chris Boswell. Come on. He needs to be owned. Yeah, he does. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our week 16 preview. Again, uh, for many of you, it is the title game. So we wish you the best of luck. And really, we just wish that your guys will stay healthy because as we've seen this season, sometimes that's all you need to win a week. That's right. And uh, whether uh, whether you fall out of contention this week because Drew Brees only puts up four points or, or Matt Stafford or, uh, or uh, Theo Riddick, puts up a soul-crushing 25 point to knock you out have a very merry christmas and and remember the gift of life is the gift of hope and the gift of giving and sharing with all yeah and uh again no matter no matter what happens uh, in your fantasy leagues uh certainly hope that you uh enjoy the holidays with your friends and family and uh you know spend some spend some time uh, away from work and uh Yeah, best of luck to you in your matchups. As always, if you have any lineup questions, waiver pickup questions, we are very happy to give our input on those. You can find us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I'm at FFA underscore Los. Um, Of course, like us on Facebook, follow us on the Twitter, subscribe to the podcast in the iTunes store or in your podcasting app, uh, the purple little square app right on your uh, right on your screen screen. It comes there as a default. Um, Happy holidays, everybody. Really, this is that's what this is all about. It's about it's about enjoying life. What, What more else is there to say? Let the eggnog flow. Yeah, can't uh, can't argue with that uh, at all. And uh, as always, best of luck. And it's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. The first person to survive Alzheimer's disease 
is out there. They're going to hold on to everything the disease steals away. And the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen by funding research, advancing public policy, and spurring scientific breakthroughs, and by providing local support to those living with the disease and their caregivers, or easing the burden until we accomplish our goal. But we won't get there without you. Visit alz.org to join the fight.